From the Western Riverside Council of Governments, I'm Casey Daly, and this is CogCast. Empire is comprised of both San Bernardino and Riverside counties. While many people consider the Inland Empire part of the greater Los Angeles area, reality is it's got its own set of challenges and opportunities unique to the area. The Inland Empire Economic Partnership, also known as IEEP, works to improve the economic climate of the Inland Empire to enhance the quality of life for both residents and businesses that live, work, and play in our fast-growing region. Today we will learn more about IEEP and very pleased to welcome Paul Granillo, President and CEO of the IEEP, to our podcast. Paul, thank you very much for being with us here today. Casey, thank you for having me. So uh, just briefly, how long have you worked at IEEP? Uh, I'm about to start my 10th year. Right on. And uh, are you originally from the Inland Empire? Uh, Redlands. Redlands. All right. Uh, so tell us, as a longtime resident of the IE, what's your favorite part? You know, uh, the Inland Empire is home. So my family has been in Redlands for almost uh, 120 years. Wow. Okay. Now, I hate to admit it, um, and my seven-year-old uh, daughter finds this uh, unbelievable, um, but I'm going to be 51. Okay? Wow. So in my lifetime, I have seen uh, the Inland Empire move from uh, a citrus empire uh-huh. um, to currently um, a supply chain um, empire. Um and uh, it's it, it's amazing, you know. When I was growing up, if we went past um, Tyler on the ninety one, mm-hmm. um, my brother and I got really excited. There were only four reasons, right? <laughs> uh, the Angel Game, the beach, Knott's Berry Farm, or Disneyland. Okay, um, because it was a haul from Riverside um, to what was then, you know, Orange County. Um, so I've I've seen it um, grow and change, and uh, it's home, and I love it. That's awesome. Well, uh, as a longtime resident, it must be nice to uh, be in the position that you are with IEEP. Uh, So speaking of that, big picture, uh, can you describe what IEEP does? So we're a regional leadership organization. And what we do is uh, we try and bring together the uh, major employers of our region um, with our education partners and our government partners in order to tackle um, the issues that affect our region. And because of the the makeup of who we are, the size of who we are, and in some ways the misunderstanding um, outside of the region of who we are, um, that work has to be done together. So it is a true partnership. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So how does WRCOG partner with efforts undertaken by IEEP? Sure. I think, um, you know, whether you're uh, a resident or you're a business, um, you care about the quality of life of this region. And organizations like WRCOG are very focused on that. Um, Transportation issues, water issues, conservation issues, sustainability issues. All of those um, are, um, you know, when we look at the Inland Empire, the one word that you have got to keep in the in the front of your mind is growth. Okay, yeah. uh, we're a region of 4.6 million people um, by population. If we were a state in the United States, we'd be the 25th largest state. And projections for the uh, National Conference of Mayors um, and uh, and the uh, Southern California Association of Governments um, predict that we're going to grow to be a, a region of six million people. 
okay, by 2030, 2045, and it could be more than that. The vast majority of that growth is going to be um, in the county of uh, Riverside. Um, so all of those issues that I started uh, talking about, um, we have to look at those uh, through the lens of growth and, and, and well-managed growth. And so that's why I think that organizations like WR COG are so important to the region. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely, a, we're having a lot of growth um, in this area and the challenges that come along with, uh, with it from transportation, land use, and air quality are, are, are forefront in our minds as well. IEEP is purposeful in their investment uh, in economic development um, in, in the region. Uh, that's a fairly broad statement. Um, are there uh, anything that you could do to clarify some of the, the, the focused efforts that IEP is working on? Sure. So, you know, we have two sides of the house. One is um, our advocacy side. So, again, um, our business members are the largest employers in the region. So, the largest private employer in the region is Amazon, currently at uh, about 20,000, probably more than 20,000 employees. Number two is Loma Linda Health at 17,000 employees. So organizations that are that big, um, they have uh, issues. Um, and some of those issues um, we have to help uh, bring to the attention of our elected leaders um, in Washington, um, certainly in Sacramento, and then locally. So that's one side of the house. The other side, um, we're very much focused on education and educational attainment for this region. Um, one of our great challenges is I talked about us being a, a region of 4.6 million, um, but only 21% of our population has a baccalaureate degree. Um, that's the lowest in the nation for regions of over a million people. Um, and there's a lot of factors that go into why that is, okay? Um, and we need to change that. If we only stay at 21% uh, baccalaureate degree attainment, it's very difficult for us to participate participate in the innovation age. Okay, um, and um, you know some of your listeners you know might know the story of having uh, young kids go to UCR or Cal State San Bernardino, um, and then they want to work in tech, um, and often too often it means they leave the region. Okay. Um, it's affordable to locate your business in the Inland Empire. But if you can't find the workforce that you need, you're not going to do it. Okay? So that's the chicken and the egg issue that we right. deal with in education. One of the other issues that we deal with is uh, leadership. Um, and uh, in order to represent uh, the region and our members, um, you know, I spend a lot of time in Washington and in Sacramento and in Southern California in leadership circles where big discussions happen, discussions that lead to policy. Um, and we need, as the Inland Empire, we need to make sure that we're always well represented. Um, because if you're not at the table, you're on the menu, okay? And too often, um, that's been the case. Um, so that's another piece. So we're very concerned about um, being involved in, in leadership. And then also, as you know, training um, the next generation of uh, C-suite um, uh, leaders. And we do that through our Regional Leadership Academy, and now in its sixth year, um, where leaders, um, um, up-and-comers, uh, are chosen uh, by their agencies to participate. Um, we take them to the ports of Los Angeles. We'll go to Orange County. We'll go to Los Angeles. 
um, you know, we'll take them onto the airport at uh, uh, Ontario and get them in a UPS plane um, or out to uh, California Steel um, and watch them roll steel, right? Um, and um, the great opportunities that allow them to see that the Inland Empire is nowhere, uh, should nowhere be thought of as um, the sprawl of Los Angeles. Yeah. We are a unique uh, region. Um, we are historical and we do a lot for the nation's economy and the state economy. So education, um, leadership, and then healthcare. Um, and we work with our hospital CEOs um, and our medical uh, uh, providers um, on issues of workforce for, uh, for them. Um, from, from doctors um, all the way to uh, people um, that are, are working uh, behind the scenes. Um, and so workforce um, issues for our, our members are, are huge. Um, so those are some of the things we do on the other side of the house. Certainly no, uh, no, no down days for you, it seems like. <laughs> it, it's never born. It's, uh, it's amazing that uh, the Regional Leadership Academy is in its sixth year. It's, uh, it's great to see it grow uh, the way that it's grown. And uh, I, I know that some of our folks at WRCOG have participated. I participated in the first right. class. Um, right. And it's, a, it's just really great to see. And the, and the relationships that, that come as a result of the group, the cohort that's going through the classes. Exactly. Which was always the hope of the IEP, IEP board when we launched um, the Regional Leadership Academy. It was exactly that one, to inform um, about our region, but also about these other pockets of influence um, in Southern California and the state. Um, but then it was to build relationships, and most especially to build relationships across the county line. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, most people, um, your fa our families, right, it's possible that you live in Riverside and work in San Bernardino County, right? And, and that's the major commute that happens within our region is that just that, across the county line. Mm -hmm. um, and um, our, our, our fun, right, if I'm headed to the Coachella Valley or Big Bear or Vegas, right, um, or heading, you know, to the Temecula wine country, um, we are connected. And it's important to build those uh, those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't know about the the fact that uh, both Amazon and Loma Linda Health were the two biggest private employers in the region. And if you think about it, there's some some pretty powerful symbolism there in in Amazon, as, you know, in the region in a logistics distribution, uh, you know, as a hub uh, for Southern California, as well as healthcare, which is another major area of growth um, uh, that's going to be in demand right. uh, through this area. So it's interesting that those two rise to the top as the private, the biggest private employers in, in the region. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Um, Amazon, I think, is on its 14th fulfillment center. Mm -hmm. um, and Loma Linda Health is just, you know, it's um, new facilities uh, down in Marietta and uh, looking towards uh, uh, the Coachella Valley as well. So yeah, it's 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 exciting times. But you're right. The the issue of brain drain and and keeping keeping graduates here, you know, giving them that opportunity, knowing that this is uh, a cool place where people can live, work, and play is is a big deal. Um, so, what are some of the some of the major findings that uh, IEP has found um, in some of the research pro projects that uh, have been recently undertaken? So, um, growth is a great opportunity for us, um, and we're going to have to manage it. We're going to have to manage it uh, very well. Okay, 
Um, so I mentioned that I'm 51. So I asked our economist, uh, what was the population of the Inland Empire in 1968, right? Um, and it was a little bit over a million people, okay, in the two counties. Um, so 50 years, 51 years later, um, you're at 4.6, and now we're going to 6.5 or um, or uh, or more, right? 6, 6.5 um, in uh, a very short time period, 20, 25 years, right? So. Um, that has to be well managed, and that's one of our concerns. It's going to require um, work um, in Sacramento and our um, elected uh, delegation there to be focused on issues of, um, we, um, I went to Cal State San Bernardino, right, founded in 1965, I think, um, UCR. Um, those are our two major four-year public institutions, right? Um, but we're going, we've grown um, so much, right? And there's capacity issues mm -hmm. at those institutions. So how do we work with the California legislature to make sure um, that we have opportunities mm -hmm. um, for our sons and daughters uh, to be educated? So what do I mean by that? If you look at the Cal State system in Los Angeles, um, if I wanted to go to a Cal State, I can uh, go to Long Beach, I can go to Cal State LA, uh, I can go to Pomona, Cal, State, Cal Poly Pomona, I can go to Northridge, and I can go to Dominguez Hills. So pretty much up the spine of LA County are these five Cal States. That was done purposely so that people would have an opportunity to take advantage of that system. Um, we have one with a satellite campus in the Coachella Valley, right? Um, UCR. Um, in order to serve a population the size of what I, what is predicted, it's going to have to grow to have a, a student population of 45,000, okay? That all costs money, right? Um, and so that's one of the issues that we have to start tackling now. It's not an easy fix, um, but we have to do that together. Um, some of the other findings, um, I think that um, in the world of transportation, um, certainly um, we have to look to future technologies, right? Um, what, is, what are uh, um, driverless cars going to mean for us, right? Um, are we going to have the ability to put more cars on freeways, right? Because you don't have to have as much room right. in between, right? There's yeah. not going to be the accidents, mm -hmm. okay? Um, the future is here. So we have to be preparing for new modes of transportation as we grow, right? Mm -hmm. Other places, um, other regions, um, they may have a downtown, right? We have several big downtowns, mm -hmm. cities of over 100,000, yeah. right? Um, we're going to have to manage our growth and our transportation needs in a, in a different way. Um, I think uh, one of the findings is that um, e-commerce, right, fulfillment is the wave of the future, right? Um, and I was just talking to someone yesterday who's uh, got an app and basically she puts all the stuff that she needs from uh, Stater Brothers in the app and somebody goes and buys it and then delivers it to her door. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, so we are making a decision to use that technology. We are making a decision um, not to go into the brick and mortar store. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and... Therefore, we need to 
be responsible for the consequences of that. Right. So there is great an, an economic upside to the logistics and supply chain you know, um, sector in our region, um, but it also comes with uh, its downsides, right? Um, and within the next 20, 25 years, um, we're going to have clean uh, truck technology, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's just the way things are going to be. Mm -hmm. um, congestion is still going to be an issue, right? Are we going to have to have dedicated lanes um, just to move the goods? Mm -hmm. um, we also have to look at the opportunities that we have. We're one of uh, maybe five or six um, logistics hubs, major logistics hubs in the world, okay, in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and our members, UPS and Amazon, uh, we have a logistics conference every year. They both made the point that uh, they'll be sure to get us our Christmas presents, okay? But um, as companies, they have to look to other parts of the world where fulfillment is now becoming the way people purchase their goods. So I'm talking about um, places in China, okay. India, Africa, okay? They're online, and therefore you can take advantage of fulfillment, right? So what's an example of that? Um, this is a UPS example. The demand in 2018 for uh, Napa wine in China was three times what Napa produced. Wow. That's right. Wow. Okay. So if you're UPS, right, and you're in competition with Amazon, right, uh -huh. you need to figure out how you're going to get Napa wine um, to China. Yeah. Okay, and if if you and I can, you know, get an app and push a button and get what we need, others will too. Somebody else can. Others though. will too. So there's a competitive advantage uh -huh. for our region, and we need to to take advantage of that. Um, so those are some of the findings of what we're looking at. And health, and you mentioned healthcare um, growth um, makes healthcare um, a absolute. Um, opportunity for us. Um, people are going to need to uh, manage their health care, um, take care of themselves, and um, it's a new way. It's a model moving away from hospitals and into taking care of ourselves before we get sick. Mm -hmm. um, and so as a region of our size that's going to grow, more economic opportunity opportunities there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's so much going on. Um, so speaking of some of these, um, uh, some of this research, what is distinct? What, is, what distinguishes uh, the Inland Empire um, competitively from, say, some of the other areas, um, it, either in Southern California or or in the state? So competitively, the cost of housing. Okay. Now this is all relative. All right. Um, because California is a high-cost state, all right? Um, California has housing issues. Mm -hmm. We have not made it easy for builders uh, to build housing, um, affordable or otherwise, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and so the fact of the matter is that let's, let's pick Western Riverside and say that the average cost of a three-bedroom, two-bed house right now is 350000 if you take that house and you move it to, you've heard me say this before, and you move it to, um, to Irvine in Orange County, mm -hmm. um, right now it gains almost $500,000 in value, okay? It's the same house, yep. right? Um, but it's in Irvine, mm -hmm. okay? If you move it to Claremont, 
um, it gains 300,000 in value, yeah. okay, in Los Angeles County. So people who cannot afford, right, um, that type of a house payment, they have always looked um, to the Inland Empire. And that's why our history has been one of great growth. Mm -hmm. City of Eastvale, yep. six years ago, seven years ago, did not exist. Um, now it's a city of 60,000 people mm -hmm. with the highest per capita income um, in the Inland Empire. Okay. Um, you tell that story to some people, they just don't believe it. That, and, but that's the Inland Empire. We grow by eighty a city of 80,000 every year. Okay. Um, so people are coming here because it is Southern California. It's still beautiful. It's always the story of the Inland Empire is the one hour to the desert or the mountains or the beach. Yeah. Um, and California's housing um, issues are also uh, making it a, a destination place. Um, and so competitive. I think as we grow for professional services, where people might have had their um, CPA in Orange County and their lawyer in LA, um, professional services, I'm seeing a lot of companies that are based in LA and um, San Diego, mm -hmm. Orange County, that um, have not had a presence here, that are now setting up offices because they know this market is important to them. Mm -hmm. So professional services, um, a, a very big, uh, a very big uh, deal. And, and then I think um, the world is going to be closer than ever um, in our transportation modes in the yeah. future. And so I think some of these distance issues, um, I think they're going to go away, right? Um, and I think we need to be um, at the cutting edge of trying to model um, uh, autonomous vehicles, yeah. um, new technologies. I talked about the mm -hmm. Uber drone, right? Um, we have the ability to lead in, in a lot of that um, in a lot of that technology, uh, but that takes political will. It takes people willing to say uh, be futurists, mm -hmm. um, but. Um, in in that uh, particular area, I think we also have a, an advantage. Yeah. Well, you know, it does seem like we're moving into a, a paradigm shift uh, to a certain extent. And uh, the, 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 the transportation, the automation, uh, the autonomous vehicles, all of that uh, is fascinating. And I, I never thought about uh, wine demand in China from Napa. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, I order from Amazon all the time and love the fact that it gets delivered, you know, the so. next day. Um, so, so we've talked about some of these strengths and some of the some of the things that the, the Inland Empire has going for it. In your mind, what 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 can we do? Um, whether that's at a, the business level, the governmental level, civic uh, level, to to maximize those strengths. Yeah, I think cooperation, right? Um, and you know, there's two counties in the Inland Empire, San Bernardino and Riverside, um, for historic reasons, right? Um, San Bernardino was the the uh, county C, right? Um, but there were different visions um, and distance, right? Um, and so um, I think uh, that history, some of that still remains, right? Um, but I do believe that uh, cross-county co cooperation is really, really important. And we've seen a lot of moves um, in that direction, a lot of very good, a good cooperation. Um, because of the nature, right, of who we are, um, the census says we're one uh, region. Um, the media, the LA media market says we're one region. Um, the business community, um, can say it's the Inland Empire uh, division. Okay, 
Um, and so I think we need to embrace that. Okay. I also think that we need to, this is my home, okay, and I've been here a long time, right? When we're a region that's bigger than 25 states, yeah. right? Think about all the good things that go on here, yeah. all the innovation that goes on here, all the learning, all the kindness, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and yet that never gets reported. Um, and so I think that's an issue that we need to work on, especially in the age of... Uh, cell phones and uh, Twitter and Facebook and uh, the ability to communicate in different ways, which is like why we're doing this well, podcast, right? right now, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that that's important is we, uh, that we own all the good things. And, uh, but I say that in response to sometimes we have an inferiority complex, okay? Yep. Um, and that's, we have nothing to be apologize for. Um, we're, we're a great place to live. Um, and, um, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't hide from that. Well, I couldn't agree more that the, the cooperation across county lines is, is critical. I myself live in San Bernardino and drive to Riverside every day. Um, so we've talked a lot about projected population growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess my question to you is, uh, given all of this growth on the horizon, what do you see as being crucial uh, for the success of the area? So we talked a lot about the upsides. I think some of the challenges of growth, okay, um, you know, another Paul, uh, you know, another example, um, it is and always has been, um, we didn't have twins, right? We've had septuplets. So if you've had twins, uh, you don't, you only need one minivan. You have septuplets, you need more. So this issue of growth is something that we've never had time to stop and think about and manage, okay? Because 80,000 people show up every year. Um, we've got to do that. We've got to do that. The educational issue of baccalaureate attainment um, and workforce training, absolutely key to our region because, and we haven't talked about this yet uh, in this mode, um, because of the issue of automation. So study out of the University of Redlands, I know uh, WRCOG um, has had Dr. Munoz here, um, projects that 65% of our current jobs could be automated away by 2035, okay? That um, may sound crazy. It certainly should sound scary, um, but it is a big possibility, mm -hmm. okay? And already, um, you know, we're seeing, um, you know, just go back to, to, to days gone by, right? Uh, people did used to go into a bank and wait in line for a teller. Mm -hmm. um, for 20 years, 25 years, we've had the ATM and that hasn't been an issue. Um, the fast food um, uh, world, right? Um, moving away from people um, and to automate automation, even with the cooks, okay? Um, the, uh, anything that can be driven, um, that has a driver, um, could soon be automated. And um, some of those are some of our best jobs in the region, right? Yeah. Uh, Stater Brothers jobs are, are union jobs. UPS jobs are union jobs. Um, and so that's going to be a big issue for us. Um, so we have got to be looking at taking advantage of our competitive um, areas. Um, and those are going to be in the logistics arena, um, advanced manufacturing. And those are two that are very closely tied. Mm -hmm. um, I think we need to be trying as hard as we can um, to um, create um, a, a tech node in our region. Um, and that's going to require cooperation. Um, 
but we need to, to have some presence here. Uh, and, and then we need to look at um, the future of where our e education is. And, and um, I have a seven-year-old, right? Uh, her mother uh, has a PhD, um, and I've got a couple of uh, advanced degrees, right? Um, but I also know how she's learning um, on the iPad, mm -hmm. uh, both at home and at school, mm -hmm. right? Um, and um, what employers are going to need in the future is not what they needed when I was at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, and so we're going to have to be at the, the front end of that. Otherwise, otherwise, um, we are going to have some big problems when it comes to uh, the future of work. It's huge. I mean, talk about a paradigm shift. Right. You know, going, you know, the automation, <clears throat> as automation takes hold, that's, you know, especially as we look at our major employers um, in, in the region. Um, it, one thing that occurred to me is it's, you know, we talked about brain drain a little bit earlier on and, and technology uh, issues, anything around technology seems to be something that um, the younger generation is gravitating towards. Mm -hmm. um, and it, 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 it occurs that maybe there's a way for us to take, you know, all of these advancements in automation and all of the jobs that are going to be required for programming and for writing code and then fixing the robots and so on and so forth could could be something that this younger generation that's currently leaving might find attractive and want to stick around for. So, so uh, Dr. Milius uh, um, at the University of Redlands, he has young kids too. And so we were uh, talking about this, uh, you know, 65% uh, of our jobs being automated away. And, and, and I said, Johannes, what are, you what are you doing with your kids, right? Um, because you're, we don't know. Um, uh, we're going to assume they need a degree. That's what successful people do is they have their kids get a degree. Right. Um, but what are you doing? And he says, well, I have them play a team sport, right? And I nodded my head because that's what, what my uh, members, my business members, one of the top things that they say. Got to be able to work in a team. Yeah. Then Johannes says, and then I have them playing the piano. Okay. Music, that's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But the piano and music is tied to mathematics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I have them learning to draw. Right. And why draw? Because that's connected to coding. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So um, it's a different world. And any of us that have young kids. Um, you got to stay involved and understand these trends um, because if you don't, um, they could make some wrong decisions. Wow, that's uh, that's some powerful stuff. It's, it's really interesting to think about, especially uh, uh, hearing how he's raising his kids and the, the pieces and how they tie together. Right. It's, 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 it's right. crazy. Um, well, uh, appreciate your time here, Paul. Wrapping up, I just got one last question for you. We're, we're here in January. What, uh, what does this year look like for IEP? Busy, busy. So we have our annual dinner coming up, and at our annual dinner, we always want to thank uh, people that are just doing good work in the region. So we're honoring Randall Lewis. Uh, Randall is uh, not only uh, uh, his family, uh, a great uh, business um, uh, success story for our region, um, but the, Randall and his family are also great uh, uh, philanthropic supporters, and, and, and for Randall, especially in the area of healthcare. Um, and so we want to thank Randall for, for that. Uh, Dr. Judy White, who is the superintendent of county schools for uh, Riverside, 
Uh, we've worked with her and uh, the, the uh, UCR Medical School, working to get uh, ninth grade kids um, that are going to be 10th graders um, over the summer into a one-week uh, program uh, where they stay at uh, the medical school. Um, and they get to uh, meet uh, the students, the doctors, um, do all things medical school students do. They get to sequence the genome of a strawberry. And Dr. White, uh, along with her uh, her uh, partner in San Bernardino County, Ted Alejandre, have been big supporters of, uh, of that program. And it's really, um, it's a lot of young kids have had a great uh, a great program, and I'm grateful to Judy and Ted and to, to UCR. So we want to thank them and others. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is our business of the year, um, and, uh, and 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 others. Um, in uh, March, we have our uh, state of the region. Dr. John Using uh, gives his state of the region, his economic forecast for the year. Always a big deal. Uh, people uh, like to hear John come and, and uh, tell us where things are going to go. Um, in April, we have our logistics summit that we do with the LA Chamber of Commerce, um, elevating the conversation, looking at those trends, mm-hmm. looking at those new technologies. Um, and then we're adding an event this year. Um, the Inland Empire has the fourth largest Latino population mm-hmm. uh, in the United States. So it's Los Angeles, New York, Greater Houston, and the Inland Empire. Um, half of our population is Latino. But the issues we've talked about um, educational attainment, workforce training, leadership, um, policies, housing policies, and, and all that, mm-hmm. um, has a disproportionate uh, effect on that community. Um, and so from a policy perspective, um, we're going to have a, a regional gathering to look at at some of those issues and how it affects that that demographic. And as it affects that demographic, it affects everybody else. So we're not leaving anybody else out. Yeah. But it's the fourth largest community in the United States, and we need to to look at it as a region. So that's something new for us. Absolutely. Well, and in between that, the California legislature will do its thing and <laughs> Washington will do its thing. And um, it's never boring. It's never boring. That's right. Well, uh, Paul, really appreciate uh, you taking the time and coming and chatting with me today. Um, we have uh, a lot of exciting things on the horizon. So appreciate it. Look forward to uh, continued partnership. Yeah, I'm, gr- I'm, I'm grateful to you, uh, to the leadership of Rick Bishop, to the, the board of uh, WRCOG. Uh, you guys are uh, uh, always uh, leaning forward and doing great work. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. For more information on WRCOG and the podcast, please visit www.wrcog.us. This is Casey Daly signing off.